Discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Today is Monday. It is the last week that we will be in the studio for the year. Uh, Doug, what you got going on today? Well, there is a lot still happening, uh, unfolding up in the Kentucky area. Apparently, mm. that was a bad deal. Mm. You know, uh, we need to be lifting up people up there. I don't know if you've got friends or relatives or people up in that area, but we certainly need to pray. And the death toll's at 64 right now, um, and he says there's going to be more. Yeah, the hurricane affected five states over 200 you miles. Mean the tornado. Yes, yes, tornado. I'm used well, to hurricanes. We're in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know. The tornado has affected five states and was on the ground for over 200 miles. Uh, yeah. So pretty outstanding. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Have you ever seen a tornado up close? I, I've seen them. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that you know the funnel come down, um, but never like been in any real danger. Mm. It's it's really um, it's really terrible, and we just need to pray. I mean, these things happen. Um, and I mean that they you, you can't help a tornado or hurricanes. You don't know when they're coming. Uh, and uh, I, although now we have a little more warning than people used to, but uh, <clears throat> and now unfortunately uh, and fortunately because of twenty four hour news, you get access to more information. Sometimes it gets mm-hmm. overwhelming. Oh, mm-hmm. you know. The, the the governor for Kentucky was emotionally overwhelmed. He yeah. he has been he's been really struggling, and so we need to pray for him as he does that. You know, um, when when you're in leadership like that, and and, and you just set, set politics aside, I don't care who you are. When you have responsibility to go and care for people that have gone through something, it's, it's awful. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really, really difficult, and uh, so we need to continue to lift him up and the people up there, not just in Kentucky, but all that were affected by the storms. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing, I think, going on in the news today, isn't it? And I mean, uh, that's a pretty pretty big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's other things, I, like they just talked about uh, right before in the news, talking about Russia and China getting uh, closer um, getting their ties together. So there's some stuff going on, um, you know, internationally, but that is definitely, you know, the biggest news uh, nationally and, and it's what hitting, hitting most people uh, right now, I think, too. And, well, and then uh, I, apparently in Illinois, there was a, an Amazon warehouse that yeah. collapsed, too. I, I have not seen it. Uh, were there any people killed yeah. there? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there were six, if I'm uh, remembering seeing that over the weekend well and the, the, those warehouses are just big hollow things you know basically for people to do that so anyway that need to pray for those people as well it's just uh man that, that's a couple of couple of tough things uh to have to deal with um and uh, we just need to continue to lift those people up in prayer 
um, you know, it, it, it is going to be a tough time um, here for those people, especially in um, going through the holidays. And we need to remember, um, we, we need to just remember, there's been a lot of people that have uh, passed over this year uh, through different things, and mm-hmm. especially going into the holidays, it can be a tough time. And uh, we need to remember lifting these people up, being aware uh, of stuff, um, and um, and just be ministers, be the priest God created us to be, be on the lookout uh, to to encourage and help one another. That's what God's called us to do. And man, it just seems like I. I don't know if you felt this, Taylor, but I just feel like this has been a really, really tough year. I mean, I thought 2020 was tough. Mm-hmm. I think this has been a tough year, too, in a different way. You know, with, uh, I mean, if you remember back to last year, I mean, in 2020, let's go back to to uh, like September, October. Remember, they, they were doing death counts, you remember, mm-hmm. from COVID, and we don't do that anymore. Uh, but people are still dying, not from COVID. They're dying from other things, and bad things happen. And it, I just feel like there's been a lot of murder, a lot of crime, a lot of bad stuff. It's almost like Satan has just been given free reign a little bit in our country uh, lately. It seems that way. Well, yeah, and, you know, some people would maybe say, oh, well, people are just focusing on that more. But the, the numbers in, um, I think, it's 20-something cities are the highest that they've ever been as far as crime uh, and murder. So, yeah, it's uh, been kind of opening up uh, the door, the pand- uh, you know Pandora's box, if you will, kind of coming off of uh, the summer of 2020 and kind of some of the changes that got put in place because of that. And, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, some of the stories are really just horrific. And uh, it's been a, a year in America, I think, that, you know, we haven't really – had to deal with much since you know the the early 80s um, yeah. when when crime was you know uh, on astronomical levels i think we're kind of moving back towards uh things that look like that in a lot of areas of the country yeah i i uh i just I pray that uh, folks over the holidays you'll be alert like especially when you go out to stores or you you go out um just be be aware um it's just uh i i feel like there's i've just been i've I've been reading the news kind of widely different sources and i just feel like there's murders and people doing very bad i mean evil stuff i mean like this is evil stuff when you kill your family you kill people you know you know what i'm saying that kind of stuff is just evil yeah one that hit me over the i believe it was just over the weekend um a, a man sold his daughter uh for eight thousand dollars into sexual slavery oh my gosh um, see yeah, that's yeah, just, just stuff like that is just like oh my goodness yeah that's terrible well um i uh i just uh pray that the the people of god would stand up and well or actually kneel and pray <laughs> uh but would would uh, be people who are ministering um go out there and minister uh because that's what we're here for to put god on display in fact, this week, um, we're going to be looking at Acts 11, 1 through 30 uh, this week. And we're supposed to have a guest on Thursday um, who's up for the task. He played Hercules 
Oh, is Kevin Sorbo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's supposed to be our guest. I, I'm. I'm. Uh, he he uh, agreed to be on Thursday. I'm waiting for that final confirmation. Uh, but uh, he's got a pretty neat testimony about God intervening in his life, and so I'm hoping we can share that with people on Thursday. But uh, today, tomorrow, and uh, Wednesday, we're going to be looking at Acts 11, 1 through 30, and God's plan for his children, how he provides for his children, his priority for his children, and the proof of ownership that you are his child. And... Um, I, I think you'll be encouraged, so I hope you'll you'll stay tuned and, and listen to us. And I, I went, Taylor, with my wife last night, and we saw the Chosen Christmas special again. Oh, nice. We went to see it again because the first time we went, we had our kids, and we, we just didn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> uh, if you've got kids, you understand what that's like. But anyway, it was uh, so nice last night to be reminded again that uh, as believers— we have been so blessed to be messengers for the one that blessed us. And I don't know if you've been a messenger for him uh, lately, ever, but if there's ever been a time for us to be messengers for our king, it's now. Yeah. Um, you were, uh, we baptized four people from SWAT yesterday, four SWAT guys. And uh, we had one of them share his testimony, and it was beautiful to hear him share how God got his heart, and he's excited to follow him, and he wanted people to know that, and he wanted them to see what was going on on his inside, and so he got baptized. And, you know, we had several people that were there that were not part of SWAT. They were just people that worked where we were or people that were there, and uh they were all uh, encouraged by what they saw. And I thought that was neat that they, they saw this public baptism and wanted to know what it was about. And when we shared, they go, wow, that's really good. That's, yeah. that's great. And uh, it, it was just really good. But I, I just think it's a time for us as believers to, uh, to stand for truth. You know, SWAT stands for spiritual warriors, advancing truth. And, um, one of our core values is evangelism, engaging witnesses for impact. And we're all, if you're his, you're a witness. You're either a good witness or a bad witness. And uh, if you're not being a messenger, he's called us to do that. And I hope that uh, you'll listen this week to Acts 11, 1 through 30, and even to Kevin Sorbo's testimony on Thursday. Um, and uh, you'll be encouraged to be a messenger this Christmas season, it'll be a, it'll be a great time to do that. So. All right. We are about to come up to the break. We've got about a minute, but yeah. So oh, we still got a minute. I thought, yeah. I thought he was signaling over there ready for the break. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he accidentally meant to put two minutes up. Oh, he put one. Oh, and then, so he just hit us with one, one he, more time. Yeah, that's okay. Well, <laughs> it's always good to have a little more time, isn't it? Yeah. It's be- yeah, it's better the, than not being able to get in what you want to say. And, yeah, you know. well, we you know we are a laid back radio program here. That uh... ah, there's the music. I hear the music. Do you hear the music? <laughs> Anywhere else, Steve? I think he's trying to say he'd, he'd come after you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, we're laid back. All right, stick with us. We will be back with more in just a moment, looking at Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 30. Uh, before we go, we'd like to let you know that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. If you are just joining us or you are new to SWAT, we generally take the first segment of the day to talk a little bit about what's been going on in the news around the country or um, the world, and then we get into what we uh, are here for, which is to look at the text uh, or to go through a specific passage. This uh, week we are looking at Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 30. We are continuing our look through Acts, which we started a year ago almost at this point, right, Doug? Yep, in January. Yeah, so if you have missed any of that and would like to go back and listen, you can go to www.swatradio.com, click on the past programs link. There you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs, including this one in just about an hour or so. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. Well, Taylor, we are in Acts 11. We're going to finish Acts 11 this week. And uh, Acts 11 is... Interesting, because if you're just tuning in and you don't know Acts 1 through 10, uh, you haven't read through it or you just don't remember it, it's the uh, letter that Luke wrote to a guy named Theophilus. And he it's the second letter. He wrote the Gospel of Luke to Theophilus. One of the things about the Chosen we were at last night I liked is they, they portrayed Luke writing Hmm. down the gospel and um, Mary trying to get him the information. You know, you don't think about it, but when Luke wrote the gospel of Luke, 
he had to depend on other sources for a lot of information. And he interviewed people. Mm-hmm. Just like when I was an FBI agent, I would interview people and write write up their information in a 302, which was a form where you record testimony that people say. And so he got all this information and compiled it from different people, but he was a historical you know, genius. I mean, he, he wrote very well. And he uh, he decided in Acts, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to to write about the continuing work of Jesus through his followers. Uh, Luke itself, um, the, the gospel of Luke, was just about the, the work Jesus began, and he says that in Acts chapter 1. But Acts, Acts of the Apostles was how that work was passed to his apostles first and then to the church. And so uh, if you look at, if you go back and just do a quick flyover of Acts, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. When? When the Holy Spirit comes on you. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes on his apostles, and that's when they began preaching. 3,000 people trust Christ. Just as a reminder, on the day that Moses, when Moses received the law, 3,000 people died. And here in Acts, 3,000 people lived when the Spirit came. The law brings death, Spirit brings life. That may have been where Paul drew that from, possibly. Hmm. Um, Acts chapter 3, Peter, is he heals a guy, and he ends up getting arrested. And they're saying, hey, you got to stop preaching. He says, we can't. And forward, they do the same thing. And so we see the church starting to experience a little persecution. Uh, Stephen ends up being martyred in Acts chapter 7, and the persecution spreads the church out. The believers leave Jerusalem, except for the apostles who stayed there. Uh, all these, I mean, somewhere like uh, 5,000 men and their families now go out. They're dispersed throughout Israel. And um, in Acts chapter 8, we see Philip go to Samaria, shares the gospel. People trust Christ there. Peter comes from Jerusalem to affirm them. He prays over them, and they are um, they speak in tongues and do some of the same things that happened to the apostles uh, uh, when the Holy Spirit came on them. Then we see in Acts chapter 9, uh, well, let me back up, the eunuch, there's an Ethiopian eunuch who's just been to Jerusalem. He's on his way home reading Isaiah, and he's one of God's kids, but he hadn't been born yet. He just mm-hmm. is a pre-birth state and spiritual pre-birth state. And so Philip encounters him because the Holy Spirit directs him to go to uh, the eunuch. He comes to Christ. Then we jump into Saul's testimony, Saul, who was the persecutor of the church. He ends up encountering Christ on the road to Damascus. He uh, is converted and starts um basically uh, proselytizing people, tell them, hey, Jesus is the real deal. And uh, he goes to Jerusalem where he meets this guy named Barnabas. Barnabas uh, helps him because there are people there are a little wary if he's a real convert or if he's trying to trick them or something. Barnabas comes along and says, no, he's the real deal. And then they say, Saul, you need to go off to Cilicia, go back home to Tarsus and go where you're from and and kind of hide out there, but rest. But he goes back and he starts planting churches there, doing ministry work. In Acts chapter 10, we meet Cornelius, 
which is the first Gentile to be welcomed in. And he's welcomed not by Peter, he is, but first he's welcomed by the Holy Spirit because Peter is preaching the gospel to this Gentile. And all of a sudden, the same thing that happened to Peter and the apostles in Acts chapter 2 happens to him and his family. And so Peter goes, wow. But before all that happened, Peter had a vision and the Spirit had prompted him to go to Cornelius' house from Joppa. Uh, and just as a reminder, Joppa was where um, Jonah fled, where God told him to go to the Ninevites and preach, who were Gentile too, by the way. And so Peter just happened to be hanging there for a couple of years, and God was preparing him to do this great ministry to the Gentiles. And when he does, now the Gentiles are in. So we have the Church of the Gentiles the Church of the Samaritans, and the Church of the Jews, right? No, no. There's one church, and that's the whole point of Cornelius. And as we look at today's text, it's Acts 11, 1 through 30, but Acts 11, 1 through 18 is the identical story that has already been told and retold in Acts chapter 10. And it's the story of Cornelius' conversion. And how in the world could a Gentile be welcomed in to the Jewish faith? Well, it's because it wasn't a Jewish faith. It was it was the Jesus faith. Hmm. And the, the, the problem with a lot of us is we, we label Jews, Christians, it's Jesus. Christian was a term that we're going to see today came to the people of Antioch. But you know why? It, it probably came from Gentiles. Because um, the truth is, believers back then, they would have been real hesitant to put anything about Jesus' name in their name. They would have been hesitant to call themselves Christianos, Christosianos, which would mean of the party of Christ. They, would, they, they probably wouldn't have done it. They would have been calling themselves saints or disciples or believers or brothers. Um, Jews wouldn't have named them Christians. <laughs> Because uh, Christ is a Greek word for Messiah. And why would a Jew refer to them as Messiah's followers? They didn't believe he was Messiah. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least some of them didn't. And when I mean Jews, I mean the Jewish leaders. So it was such a big movement of new Gentile believers that they were referred to as Christians there. And so we're going to look at this. Um, I'm I'm, uh, not going to have you read. Well, yeah, I will, because we're here today. I'll have you read 1 through 18 uh, today, and uh, tomorrow we'll uh, we'll look at 19 through 26, and then on Wednesday we'll look at uh, 27 through 30, So, and we'll recap. So read 1 through 18, which again is the same story we've already heard twice in Acts chapter 10. All right. 1 through 18. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners. And it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Peter, uh, rise, Peter, eat and kill. Kill and eat, wow. (laughs) But I said, by no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. 
But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean do not call common. This happened three times, and all was drawn up again into heaven. And behold, at the very moment three men arrived at the house in which we, we were sent to me from Caesarea. And the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me, accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and say, and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, you and all your household. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as on us at the beginning. And I remember the words of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the, the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. May God bless the reading of his word. Now, Acts eleven one through 18 what God reveals is his plan for his children. And what's his plan? A chosen, unified people who put God on display to a dark world. A chosen, unified people. And he says in 1 Corinthians 12, there's one spirit and one body. And, and, and we're in that spirit, he says in Galatians 3, because of we're, we're sons of Abraham, not because we're blood descendants of Abraham, but because of faith, we're people of faith. And, and, and he makes that clear in Galatians three. And even if you go back and read Romans nine, you know, uh, when he talks about that in Romans nine, 10, 11, that God's plan was for his people who are people of faith to put him on display to the world around us. And uh, in Genesis 12, two and three, He says, through you to the Jewish people, all the families of the world are going to be blessed. But the Jewish people didn't really understand that they were going to be a channel. They were thinking they were going to be a reservoir and receive all the good stuff, but they were to be a channel. And when we come back, we're going to look at what it means to be a kingdom of priests and put God on display. All right, so make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, B-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news.
SWAT Radio. That, man, that, was... that does that get you in the mood for some Christmas, man? Is that pretty? That, that's a going song, isn't it? Oh yeah, that reminds me of being a kid and watching the Frosty <laughs> special. Yeah, you know, every year. But um, did you watch was... Frosty every year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you know, they always came on. Um, Frosty, Rudolph. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love. Yeah, listen, Santa Claus. Yeah. Rudolph. I still to this day love watching Rudolph, man. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. My favorite was the one about uh, Santa Claus, though. Uh, Chris Kringle, you know, his... Uh, you like it better than Yukon Cornelius, man? See, yes. Yeah. I would say so. Yukon <laughs> Cornelius. I love him. Silver and gold. All right, uh, we got <laughs> to right, get back to the word. We got to get back to Acts chapter 11. And we're looking at verses 1 through 18. We're talking about God's plan. You know... Taylor, in the Bible, if God says something once, it's important, right? Mm -hmm. If he says it twice, it's really important. I mean, and if he says it three times in a row, like back to back to back really quick, uh, like he does here, uh, it's it's one of those things you might want to asterisk and (laughs) say, okay, what is he trying to communicate? What's the point? The point is this. One spirit, one body. A chosen unified people to put God on display. And um, back in Exodus 19, I want to read what God says to Moses. And he says in verse 4 of Exodus 19, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I bore you on eagles' wings and I brought you to myself. So what's he saying right there? That he... uh, Chose them and brought them to him. Yeah, well, he's saying you've seen it. Mm Mm-hmm. You, you've witnessed it, right? He says, now, if you obey my voice, you keep my covenant, you will be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And these are the words you shall speak to the people of Israel. And that uh, commission if you will, was given back in Exodus 19. And Peter gives the same thing, just reworded, just a little different in 1 Peter 2, 9. And we are to put God on display, speaking his truth, being his messengers. And um, Ephesians 4 describes it like this in 4, 1 through 6. He says, you are to walk in a manner worthy of your calling. I mean, think about that for a second. What does that mean to walk in a manner worthy of your calling? It's kind of like when I was in the Marine Corps, they used to say, you know, you need to walk in a manner worthy of that uniform you're wearing. And I tell you, and and they show you all the people who went before you, people who laid down their lives, people who jumped on hand grenades, Mm -hmm. people who charged the hill. And they're showing you that there's a lot of honor there. And you, when you put that uniform on, you need to walk in that honor. Well, in the same way as believers, we need to walk in a manner worthy um, worthy of the calling we have. He called us to be his messengers in the world, his priest, the go-between between man and God. And he says in Ephesians 4, after he says that, he said there is one body and one spirit. And this is Paul writing to the the church in Ephesus, you know, uh, years after this in Acts. So why is he still having to emphasize one body and one spirit, you think? Uh, Because people aren't getting it. 
that, I would say. And that's probably why it was put there three times as well, because it was going to be something difficult. It is. Understand. Do we have a hard time with division? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think? <laughs> uh, it isn't any easier today, is it? I mean, no. like, I, I think if you think about what was going on during that time, remember there were a lot of converted priests mm. in Acts. It says many of the priests converted. Why? They knew the law. Mm. They knew about Messiah. They converted. Do you think it was difficult for them to transition to not letting the law drive everything, but letting God's grace drive everything? Well, yeah, I would imagine it was quite difficult. Yeah, I think so, because um, it wasn't just a matter of religion to them. Like for us, when we think about God, we only think about it in terms of our religious faith or our spiritual faith, right? Mm-hmm. But for them, it was their culture. Yeah, It was their community. And... Um, I, I, if you go even to Acts 21 uh, and look at Acts 21, 20, it, it says, uh, and this is uh, Luke writing later, it says, you see, brother, how many thousands there were among the Jews who have believed they are all zealous for the law. Hmm. Now, listen, there's nothing wrong with the law. God made the law. He, cre- he gave us the law. The law is what reveals to us our need for Jesus. Well, yeah, and that I would imagine would be something else that would make it difficult, right? Because the law is obviously good. It, mm. it comes from God. And so they, they would see that and say, well, you know, uh, this is good. So everyone should be doing that uh, but and not realizing that, um, you know, the law serves many functions. And one of that was to make them, one of those was to make them a unique culture, but that the gospel transcends cultures, you know. Yes, uh, it, it it should. I mean, right? It should, but it doesn't always do it. Sometimes yeah. it's very painful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, again, that's one reason we see it three times in a row. Uh, because, you know, when, um, when it says up in uh, verse, I think it's verse uh, 2, um, it says they criticized him, uh, the circumcision party. The circumcision party is a distinction of believers. These are Messianic believers, people who were Jewish but believed Jesus was Messiah, but they also believed you had to be a Jew before you could be a Jewish Messianic believer. Hmm. They didn't believe you could just come out of the Gentile you know, paganism and be there, and so they made a distinction between Gentile and Jew even after Peter had demonstrated that there was no difference. Why? Uh, Because God had declared him clean. He said that uh, he accepted them. So why is it hard for us to accept them? In the same way today, uh, I think a lot of times God accepts people when they blow it. We have a hard time accepting people when they blow it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We tend to lump everybody together. We tend to be very judgmental of people. Um, and what God's called us to is to view everybody on a level playing field at the foot of the cross. Everybody's the same. We, we all have problems. We all are guilty. We all have crucified the risen Christ. We crucified him. And so that way we can't look down on other people. If they blow it, we need to extend them grace. Now that doesn't mean that you can't have, um, 
you know, some boundaries with people or you, if, if people, uh, just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you let them just tromp all over you. Yeah. You know, you, you can, you can be honest with people about what's hurtful. You can be honest with people about, um, the way they're acting. If they're not acting in a way that's honoring to God. Uh, in fact, we should, that's accountability. That's what we should do. But we need to understand that when people blow it and they come to you and they say, man, I was so wrong, it's gone. We forgive them. Uh, but there needs to be a true repentance, not a not a worldly repentance that's just sorrowful because of consequences. And I think that's what we see a lot of times. People are upset about consequences, not about the fact that they've sinned against God or uh, or, or they've sinned against you. They're just upset they got caught or they upset that uh, the consequences uh, are going to affect them in a bad way. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. Uh, I, I do think that is the case. And, you know, I, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that, I think. I don't want to uh, step too far out of bounds, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, um, you know, uh, and, th- you know, this uh, this problem didn't go away. That was the whole point is Jesus is supposed to unify us. So the same spirit in you is the same spirit in me. The same spirit in a believer in Russia is the same spirit as a believer in India, is the same spirit of a believer in China. And so if we were to all come together, we may have cultural differences but we should be one in mission of being uh, a priest for God, putting him on display in a dark world. And I think what happens, though, is we in the West have allowed our loyalty to denominations or our loyalty even to a local non-denominational church to supersede and override our loyalty to Jesus himself. Yeah, I think that is definitely the case for uh, a number of people. I mean, if you even look at, um, you know, people who call themselves, you know, Calvinist or, or Arminianist, uh, you know, instead of Christian, I, I've always found that to be uh, ironic, despite, you know, what I may uh, hold to, you know, who I may agree with, just to say that as has kind of been uh, something to me. Um, and, but then, you know, you're talking about the cultures. I think that, it, you know, there, there are people who, uh, you know, don't under understand maybe other cultures and um can't delineate between you know the 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 what i, I would say but between the traditions and then the the moral thing that's undergirding the culture and so if it's a truly christian culture you know some of the traditions are going to look different but there's going to be that sameness in what we see as true and and good and beautiful yeah right? you know as opposed to maybe a culture that doesn't have those underpinnings that are Christian and, and that way. And that's what uh, means that well, that's why, you know, we can have fellowship with people who, you know, culturally are quite different, but it's Christian. It's the Christian uh, worldviews, the Christian understanding. It's God, it's Christ, right? That is uh, pulling us together despite that. Yes. That one spirit, it's God's spirit. So that's why in John, first John four, God says, how can you say you love me when you don't love your brother? Because you, your brother, you can see. And so how do you say you love me when you don't love him? Because I'm in him. He's your brother. And and that's what he's saying there. And so when we come back, I want to talk about the lens through which we should see stuff. And we get a, 
uh, a picture of that in verse 16 with Peter, and I think it'll be instructive for us to, to talk about that as we go to the last segment. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 30 this week. If you have any questions um, or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. You know, one thing, um, Taylor, I wanted to go back to, and then if people want to call in, they're welcome to call in, is... In verse 16, when Peter's explaining, you got to remember, these people are criticizing him. They're upset with him. I want you to imagine in 19, say, 55, mm-hmm. in uh, downtown Chicago, the head of the uh, Black Panther Party goes to the head of the KKK out of North Carolina and invites him to his house to eat. And he goes, imagine what's going to be going on in the membership of both parties. Right. I mean, like it, it back then, if you had something like that, you think there would be some concern about what's going on there? Like, what's he doing? Why is he meeting with him? And, and, and on both sides, right? Well, that's not even close to the way the Jewish people would have felt about Peter going to, it's not even close. I mean, and and that would be something huge for us to contextualize. And so this was a big deal. 
And so these people are like, why are you doing, why are you going there? These are pagans. They worship idols. They worship Zeus and they, they do pagan sacrifices and all this stuff. And they, uh, the emperor himself is an idol. We, what are we, what are you doing, Peter? And Peter says this in verse 16. He, well, he's telling him, let me go back to 15. He said, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning. Now, this is different than what happened to the Samaritans. Remember, when the Samaritans believed, uh, Peter wasn't there. The Holy Spirit didn't come right away. The Holy Spirit came when? When Peter arrived, that's when the Holy Spirit fell on them. When Peter was speaking to Cornelius, the Holy Spirit just interrupted his message and came on them. He didn't have to ask them to pray. He didn't have to lead them in a sinner's prayer or anything. The Spirit just came on them, and this is what he said. And then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? And when they heard these things, they fell silent. And they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. And so the lens through which Peter saw that experience was God's word. It was the word Jesus spoke to him. And whatever experience you may have in your life, it has to go through the lens of Scripture. If if you have an experience, some supernatural thing, or God moved you to do something, and it goes against Scripture, it ain't God. He's not going to violate his word. He's not going to go against what he's told us to do and, and what he's told us to do to glorify him, His being obedient. He said don't add to his word. So I would be very careful about people that say, God told me to tell you this. Because first of all, when somebody says that, they're now acting as a prophet giving you a word God said to you. And if God says something to you, Taylor, do you have any option? Mm. No, that's a command. If, if, if God says something to you, you got to, that's a very powerful thing to say to somebody. And the only time you can say that is if you're reading his word and his word says that, and you get better, make sure that's in context. And so um, what ends up happening in verse 18, this is the pivotal verse. It says, when they say, then to the Gentiles, also God has granted repentance. So now they've recognized that Gentiles are welcomed in. And what's the plan? A chosen, unified people. It's not the Samaritan church. It's not the Gentile church. It is the church. And so for us, the application today is, and I know this, some people may not like this, but it is, it is the truth. That's what he's saying. This is it's what we're here for. Spiritual warriors advancing truth. It is not the Baptist church. It is not the Pentecostal church. It is not the Presbyterian church. It is not the uh, non-denominational church. It is the church. You are a true believer, and somebody else is a true believer. That's your brother or sister. Period. End of story. You should feel more loyalty to that person than your own blood relative. That's a big thing, and I don't know that we all get that, 
We certainly don't live that out, but that's the truth. That's what Jesus said. Remember Jesus was at a house, and people go, hey, your brothers and sisters and your mom's outside, and they're wanting you to go because they were thinking he was crazy. And he said, these are my brothers and my sisters, the ones who what? Do the will of God. And so uh, that's his plan, uh, to be a chosen, unified people who put him on display. And when we come back tomorrow, we're going to look at his providence for his children and the priority for his children in verses 19 through 26. And so uh, hopefully that was encouraging for somebody. People are welcome to call in if they want to. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, it's interesting to me because they said, uh, and then to the Gentiles also, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Um, and then, like you said, being whole and unified, I, I would imagine that's where, because you know, the circumcision debate didn't end, right? That, that whether yeah. you follow the law didn't end. And I would imagine it was the, the idea of unity mm-hmm. um, and what that unity actually looks like. Is it unity in what we follow or is it unity in who we are uh, servants of, right? You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and so there was that confusion there uh, for him that took a, a long time, I think, to, to, to parse out. And, you know, honestly, it's something that is still around today. I don't know if you know there's, there's people who, um, you know, are Christians who think that they should still keep, keep the law in totality, um, so it's you know. Well, we should keep the law. No, 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 I mean like, but, but but we shouldn't keep it to to please God in any way. We keep it no, to I mean, validate our witness. I, I'm talking about the ceremonial law. Oh, oh, you're the, talking about all the yeah, yeah. The, they, they they think you know that you should all the dietary restrictions and and, and everything that is dic- laid out in the law that they don't delineate between um, you know law that was for ceremony, law that was for state, and you know law law that. Uh, uh, was is the moral law? Well, you know, they think the, you should keep it all. Well, here's the thing: uh, these people more than likely were believers. Mm-hmm. They just didn't understand the freedom that Christ gives us. Um, you know, Paul says in Galatians uh, chapter five, verse one, he said, "For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery." Um, you know. I just think that there's a lot of people that have been uh, instructed, if you don't do this, then God isn't going to accept you. Mm. The only thing that is necessary for God to accept you is faith. Belief, true belief. Anything that comes after that is post-salvation. For by grace, God's grace, you've been saved through faith. It is a gift of God that no one may boast. And and I think we have a hard time with that because we're so geared to performance. We're so geared to thinking we have to do something. Even like we had that caller the other day that talked about baptism. Baptism is a post-salvation work that we do just like keeping the law. You know, I, there are people today that teach, well, you don't have to keep the law at all. Well, yeah. that's not true. You know, it's antinomian. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. antinomian, and they believe that, you know, you don't have to keep the law. No, uh, we keep the law of loving your neighbor. Jesus summed it up in two, right? Love God and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much it. I, I mean, he couldn't have made it any simpler than that <laughs> for us, right? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Do you do that every day? Yeah. 
you love God with all your heart. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) you see what I'm saying? We can't do it. That's true. Yeah. And it reveals our weakness and our need. But that's our desire, right? I believe that. Is that your desire every day? Yeah. Yes, you can say it's your desire. Um, But is it your actuality? Probably not. And that's why the law convicts, right? That's what Paul says. I wouldn't know what sin was if it wasn't for the law. Uh, By the way, thank you, Gil. Gil corrected me. The uh, Black Panthers didn't come into being until 1968. Yeah, I wasn't going to say (laughs) anything. No, you could have said that. I was was trying to give an age... Uh, or a cultural appropriate thing, but I blew the age. My bad. Thank you guys uh, for correcting me on that. Um, But you get the point. The point was that it would be unheard of uh, for a clan leader and a Black Panther to sit down and have a meal and be friendly to one another Mm -hmm. back in that time period. They, They would have been, that would have made everybody around them go, what's going on? And that's what was going on with Peter and Cornelius. These people were questioning them. Yeah, and I think you know, it, it is the uh, the love of God, right, and and His place and who He is that brings us together um, as a people. It's salvation is what should be imminent. But then, you know, if someone feels that it's the best thing to do to you know not eat shellfish or something like that, shouldn't be something that keeps us from one another as far as fellowship no, you know what I mean? the only thing the only reason that we break fellowship is something where a professing believer is knowingly violating god's word something that's very black and white in right. scripture something that's very delineated not not something that's a gray area there yeah so anyway man time's gone i know we're, hey christmas party tonight for swat guys Say a prayer for us. We're all getting together for a SWAT Christmas party. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back. Me and Doug will see you then. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual